Welcome to Cyber Threat, Real Answers to Real Problems, a new podcast series from ServiceNow. I'm Bob Bragdon, Senior Vice President and Publisher of CSO. I'm joined today by Janine Casella, Director of Product Marketing for Security and Risk at ServiceNow. Thanks for joining me, Janine. Thank you, Bob. I'm glad to be here. So today we're going to talk about cybercrime and what IT decision makers need to know. In particular, we're going to explore a new global survey by Poneman and ServiceNow, which surveyed nearly 3,000 cybersecurity professionals. So let's begin. I'd like to start with a key stat from the research. In the past two years, 48% of companies have experienced a data breach. What's more, the volume of cyber attacks continue to increase. Ginny, what's this tell you? Well, it's really no surprise. As our IT environments continue to expand, we're more and more vulnerable to attacks. And we know that cybercrime is very profitable, whether that's selling personal information or ransomware, which was huge last year. The other thing is that cybercrime is becoming more and more expensive for those who get breached. The average cost of a data breach is reaching about $3 million U.S., So overall, this is a humongous problem, and because we use technology every day and it's vulnerable to attacks, which are also becoming easier and easier to exploit, that means the amount of time organizations have to respond to security issues is continuing to decrease. Well, let's explore the findings in a little more detail. Of the 48% of respondents who suffered a breach, the majority said that they had been breached because of a vulnerability for which a patch was already available. So in in my mind, this highlights the need for more effective vulnerability response and patch management, closing off those gaps before bad actors can exploit them. Would you agree, Janine? Absolutely. And so this number kind of wasn't a surprise in the face of WannaCry last year. It did massive amounts of damage, and yet the patch for it was available for about two months before the exploit actually hit. So again, this problem goes back to the vast variety of the software that we're using every day, right? We have tons of devices, even more applications, and that leads to more vulnerabilities than a lot of organizations that often have very small security teams can keep up with. I actually heard a story about one organization that was just so overwhelmed by the sheer number of vulnerabilities that they were getting from their scan data that they didn't do anything with the scan report. They just felt that they didn't have the people to handle it. So often, even the process of patching vulnerabilities can cause other issues as well because sometimes you need to take systems offline or you know, upgrading something might break something else. So while quicker patching, of course, is an effective way to help prevent these breaches, it's just not that simple. Right? The process today is slow and cumbersome, and many teams are just trying to keep up with the security alerts rather than the vulnerabilities. Yeah, and the flip side of not doing the patching, though, is that you, know, you can experience some significant downtime, as a lot of other businesses have uh, in the wake of WannaCry and NotPetcha last year. Hey, many companies think that hiring more resources will help their security process, but I think we agree that that more people won't help much if they haven't fixed the patching process in the first place. Does that sound right? Yeah, I I mean, certainly there could be some benefit of more people because there are some teams that are just really struggling to have enough people to keep up with the work. But you're right, the real underlying problem here is that the processes are broken. They're often really manual for most organizations. 
So one of the big issues that I've seen a lot of organizations struggle with is visibility and prioritization. So often prioritization is using just one factor, the CVSS score of the vulnerability, and that really isn't enough to go on. You also need to understand the actual asset that is affected by the vulnerability to truly prioritize what's critical to your own business, right? One vulnerability on you know, the server that shows your cafeteria's lunch menu, that's probably not as important as the one that is on your CFO's <laughs> laptop. So it's really important to understand not just what the vulnerability is, but what its impact could potentially be. The other problem, of course, is that patching is a group effort, right? It's not just security. It's security and IT working together. And often those two organizations have different processes. They may not have the best communication, and that coordination can be really slow when you're using spreadsheets or email. In fact, the Poneman Institute survey that we did showed that organizations were losing 12 days on average to the coordination of response just the coordination. So when you multiply that by all of those vulnerabilities, that is a ton of time being lost. Lastly, the finding that really surprised me in this survey is that basic security hygiene is also an issue. A whopping 37% of those surveyed aren't scanning for vulnerabilities at all. That's shocking. I'm also always surprised when I see numbers like that. Before we continue our conversation, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. Cyber Threat, real answers to real problems, reports on the latest statistics and news around cybersecurity, and is presented by CIO.com in partnership with ServiceNow. To learn more, visit ServiceNow.com. So, Janine, you noted that 37% of organizations don't scan for vulnerabilities. That's a very high number, as you noted. And the screening gap is reflected in higher breach rates. Among those respondents who didn't scan, 56% had experienced a data breach, and that's a rate much higher than, than across those who do scan. So clearly, at, at least at some of the answer must lie in, in having a solid sense of visibility. Would you agree? Of course. You really can't fix a problem if you don't know you have it. So visibility is key here. That's both into your overall IT environment, knowing what you have in order to be able to keep it safe. And then, of course, visibility into the vulnerabilities itself. And having these two things is what's going to enable that prioritization so that teams can spend their time on the issues that will yield the greatest impact. Because I think most people will agree a lot of these security teams are generally kind of understaffed and overwhelmed. So that's why prioritization is going to be so critical for them to be able to focus their effort and really make the biggest impact to keeping their organization safe. That visibility is also going to provide a better understanding of the overall security posture as well, so organizations can really get a handle of their overall risk. So we have time for one last question here. So, Jenny, what are the key takeaways and learnings here for IT and security pros? So I think there are a few steps that they can follow to help improve their overall vulnerability response. The first one is to really have a good understanding of the overall hardware and software assets. This is part of the Center for Internet Security's critical security controls. Number one and two are all about knowing your assets. So really having a good inventory, really understanding what's important is the important foundation to vulnerability response. 
Number two, of course, is doing the actual scanning for vulnerabilities and doing it on a consistent, regular basis. Whether that's every two weeks, once a month, that's up to you, but you need to do it consistently. Third, we want to break down those silos between the security and IT teams so they can start working together efficiently. That's improving the coordination between them so you're not losing that 12 days coordinating how to respond to a vulnerability. One way to do that is to start having them use a shared process or a shared platform. And then fourth, you want to define and then start optimizing your vulnerability response process. You want to find where you can start cutting out manual processes and start leveraging tools like automation so that you can free up more of your valuable security analyst time to work on things that really require their skill set. You know, we don't need their training to do things like assignment and prioritization. What we need them to focus on is actually fixing the real issues. Sounds like good advice. Well, thanks for speaking with us, Janine. That was a great discussion. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Cyber Threat, Real Answers to Real Problems podcast. Be sure to watch for additional episodes by subscribing to the IDG Tech Talk channel on SoundCloud and iTunes. For ServiceNow and CSO, I'm Bob Bragdon.